This podcast is a production of Phoenix Media. Explore more episodes of this show and other great shows on the Phoenix Media Podcast Network by visiting phoenixmedia.us. The views expressed do not necessarily represent those of the company or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners. Laugh it up, fuzzball. I'm about to do to you what Limp Bizkit did to music in the late 90s. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Here goes the last DJ. Wash my hands of this weirdness. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is a Wednesday, July 22nd. We are your daily dose of laughs and levity in a crazy, crazy world. I'm joined by my co-host, Tony Sanfilippo. Tony, how you doing this morning? Uh, I am, I, uh, <laughs> I didn't just roll out of bed unlike yesterday's episode and I am not talking like this. I am instead energetic, ready to go. I have a green teeny apple, whatever that hell is that toxic thing I'm drinking. <laughs> we'll call it slurm from Futurama. It's, it's slurm. But uh, yeah, I'm doing great, man. How are you? Good, good. Uh, struggled with sleep a little bit this morning, but uh, you know what? I'm here. I'm excited. Obviously, we've got a great show lined up. I uh, want to remind everybody that our other co-host, Ryan Wink, is out uh, doing some work, so uh, can't fault him for that, but hopefully he'll be back next week. So in the meantime, you've got myself. Miss you've ya. got Tony. Yep. So uh, let's go ahead and kick things off the way we do each and every day with a question from my co-host, Tony, it's time to put on your imagination hat. You've seen enough. No! <laughs> You've seen enough movies that uh, you know. If you had to hire somebody for something that was illegal, whatever it may be, how would you go about doing that? Hire somebody. Some blah, 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 blah. what? So hire <laughs> hire somebody. If I had to hire somebody to do something illegal, what would that be? How would you go about hiring them? Oh, again, just so you guys know, I, I don't do purely <laughs> hypothetical stuff, but yeah. So putting on the thinking cap here, um, you, you'd have to do, I don't know. Like I would, t- I would you obviously interview them, but like, it depends on what kind of crime you're doing, I guess. Okay. Um, you'd have to kind of have a skilled person in that, right? Like, uh, I, I, I don't know. I kind of had a loss for words on that one, and I can't be really creative. Uh, <laughs> based on things I've seen in my lifetime, the people that have, like, for examples, in my lifetime, I've seen drug deals and things like that. So some of the idiots they send on those runs, I don't know what qualifies them. I don't know what kind of percentage or what inspires them to do the run because it's obviously not the main person doing it it's delegated to these people so right i i don't know maybe take the uh, crazy spinning card sign guy and offer him a life-changing 
offer, I guess. I, <laughs> I really don't know. That's a weird question, my friend. Uh, I don't have an answer for you. Maybe it's a good thing you don't have an answer. I mean, I would imagine, obviously, you know, just from seeing TV and movies that, you know, maybe you know a guy who knows a guy. Maybe you go down to a seedy part of town and, and you know, find somebody, you know, and try to remain as anonymous as possible. You know, you hit up the dark web. But I would imagine that you certainly wouldn't do things like just going on the regular internet and start searching around for things like this lady did. So uh, in Michigan, Michigan State Police say a 51-year-old South Rockwood woman was arrested last week for allegedly trying to hire a hitman to kill her ex-husband. Wendy Wine allegedly contacted a fake website called www.rentahitman.com which claims to offer hitmen to solve problems. (laughs) Wow. You should just call Brett the Hitman Heart, man. Right. He has the sharpshooter. Yeah. You don't just go to a website, rentahitman.com. Wine allegedly filled out a service request form on the website and requested a consultation to help with the issue, saying her ex-husband was the target. The owner of the website then contacted Michigan State Police because he was concerned that Wine was trying to kill her ex-husband, you think? An undercover, a undercover state trooper posed as a hitman hit man, and met Wine in a parking lot in South Rockwood. She offered him $5,000 to murder her ex, who lives in another state, and provided him with an upfront payment for travel expenses. Wine was later arrested and charged with solicitation to commit murder and was lodged at Monroe County Jail. The owner of the website said that since he started it in 2005, he has been contacted numerous times by people requesting murders, school shootings, and claims that it has been prevented more than, uh, or that uh, the website has prevented more than 130 murders as he refers all requests to law enforcement. So good on this guy for setting up a fake website to uh, get stupid people to go on and fill out a, a service request. Man, there, I'd like to say I'm surprised, but, you know, working around some of the general public or having a lot of friends that have uh, relatives that are this dumb and, there are, there are a lot of stupid people out there. There are. A lot of, like, dude, I was just telling you before the, the uh, I'm not going to say the name, but I was telling you before the uh, the show started, that individual I was telling you about is probably one of these idiots that would fall for something like this. Right, right. Or yeah, post, yeah, post something yeah. on Craigslist, you know, looking for a hitman. Yeah, it's stupid. Yeah. But, you know what, it makes us feel better about ourselves that we're not yes. that stupid. So, uh, you know, we like to uh, let you guys know about it and, uh, you know, hopefully steer clear of that. All right, it is Wednesday. Let's talk about today's show, shall we? Hump Day! Yeah! As I mentioned, we've got a great show lined up for you. It is Wednesday, so we do Animal Tales, sponsored by Rough Riders. We have a segment called Hiring Expectations. Our call-in topic today, ooh, it's divisive. It's the best fast food burger. So put your thinking caps on there. Ooh, yeah, it's going to be a good topic. (laughs) Call in, baby. Yep. Call in. Unreal movie tropes. We have This Day in History. And when we come back, Tony is here with the entertainment news. Folks, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back.
unable to listen to the whole show, a recording of today's program will be available later today. Visit americamatters.us and click on the podcast link. Now, back to the show. And we are back. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is a Wednesday, July 22nd. Now, we've set up a a 24-hour-a-day, seven-day-a-week voicemail line called the Phoenix Line. Gives you guys, the listeners, the watchers, a chance to call in, chime in on anything that we're talking about, or just offer up anything you'd like to uh, contribute to the show. All we ask is that you keep it entertaining, and we'll put it together and put it out on a future show. The number to the Phoenix line is 855-PHOENIX-RADIO. That's 855-F-E-N-I-X-R-D-O or 855-336-4973. So I encourage you guys, go ahead, call in. You know, there's no live person you have to speak to. There's no concerns about uh, anybody uh, making fun of you. You know, we have fun with this show. Hopefully you do too. And we love when you guys contribute and even chime in on our Facebook page. Well, it is the second segment of the show, and as we do each and every day, Tony is here with the entertainment news. Good morning, everybody. It is July 22nd, 2020. Major League Baseball is back. The Rockies smoked the Rangers yesterday, 5-1. to one. It was great. But that's not a part of the entertainment news, but Filippo's Fast Five is... All right, the quick five where I tell you the article headlines because you don't need to hear the whole article. Netflix will stream The Legend of Korra in August. So if you're a fan of the uh, Avatar series, this was the spinoff. It'll be available on Netflix. Yabba-dabba-doo! The Flintstones Complete Series is coming to Blu-ray in 2020. That's six seasons and 166 episodes, all in HD. Wow. Ready? Ready Player Two pre-orders are available now on Amazon. So if you want to read the book to the amazing first book, Ready Player One, Ready Player Two will be coming out. So I look forward to that. I'm sure you do too, Christian. I am. Um, football season is right around the corner. And one of my favorite parts of the football season is that HBO's Hard Knocks has an awesome four-episode documentary. That's about five sometimes. Uh, but this one is going to be Hard Knocks Los Angeles. It will cover the Chargers and the Rams in their new stadium. Pretty awesome. Don't know what's going to happen with the whole COVID thing, but August 11th, Hard Knocks is back on HBO, HBO Max, HBO Go, HBO this, HBO that. It doesn't <laughs> matter, but it's coming back. And coming back is Cobra Kai. Season 1 and 2 is coming to Netflix August 28th. Sweep the freaking leg, Johnny. Let's move on to entertainment news. The New Mutants is Tenant. Jason is coming back, sort of. Katy Perry and Taylor Swift, huh? Comic-Con week, what you need to know. And if we have time, that Metallica story from yesterday, just still because this is the news. New Mutants Disney Plus debut would mean no more R-rated Marvel movies. In the event you didn't make it to Twitter at any point throughout the day on Tuesday, one Marvel-related rumor ran rampant. At some point this week, probably during a Comic-Con at home panel, later in a matter of days, Disney is going to announce that the New Mutants will be added to Disney Plus later this fall. That's the rumor, at least. This movie has so many freaking rumors, by the way. (laughs) If that's the case, a whole can of worms will be open for a variety of reasons. The major reason being that Josh Boone 
the Josh Boone feature would be the biggest theatrical release that's being bumped for streaming or VOD to coronavirus related shutdowns. Because of that, one could argue Disney will keep a set of eyes or several on movies performances to gauge whether or not they'd follow a similar path for other movies that have been constantly delayed. You know, like Mulan or believe it or not, Black Widow. Please do not release Black Widow on VOD. No, that's, that's going to be in the theaters. Movie. Yep. That's neither here nor there. We're going to talk about another worm in the can about to be opened. Should New Mutants pass the censors and be deemed worthy enough to be on Disney Plus, Marvel Studios would never have the need to make another R-rated content film. From the moment the fans saw the first trailer for New Mutants, it was evident that it was something scarier than your typical superhero fare. In fact, it came across as downright frightening with jump scares and all. If it lands on Disney+, Plus, that would set a precedent where Marvel Studios could create and crafting properties in the vein of PG-13 horror, and they'd still be included on the new streaming platform. There wouldn't be a need to bump the property to Hulu, as many thought, this writer included. Instead, Disney+, Plus could even serve as the hub for horror-based Marvel characters adjacent to projects like Blade and Moon Knight. By now, you've probably already dropped out because of the nauseous idea of Blade or Deadpool movie being rated PG-13. Right. But there's still a lot of mo moving parts in the equation. Maybe when it comes to New Mutants, desperate times require desperate measures. It's a temporary stopgap. Um, on the flip side, if you've suddenly decided Disney Plus could reach a larger audience and include some heavier content, so as long as it doesn't cross the R-rated line, New Mutants still does not have a release date. So... We've talked about this on our podcast. This has even come up as a joke on here. As the nerd world turns! Kind of a segment. <laughs> but uh, the New Mutants is something, if it is going to go on demand because of the theater and stuff, I really hope it's shown in the way it was meant to be, and I hope they put it on Hulu rather than Disney+. Plus. I don't... I No way, shape, or form is this a Disney movie. It, it just is not. Disney owns it. But it's sure as hell not a Disney flick. I mean, what's your take on this? Well, if it qualifies for PG-13, then by all means, put it on Disney+. Plus. Obviously, uh, you know, they've been starting to put the X-Men movies on there. Um, the later ones each have a F-bomb that they're able to drop in there. So, you know, they're able to get away with, you know, sort of the hard PG-13 movies. When it comes to the R-rated movies like Deadpool... Probably won't end up on Disney Plus. Maybe the PG-13 version of Deadpool 2, but uh, you know that'll probably stay at Hulu. Um, either way, just release the movie already. I don't care how. Yeah. I don't care where. Just release it so people can see it. Yeah, I'm sick of the dragging it out. But uh, hopefully by the end of uh, or early part of next week, we'll have a story on that of it actual concrete release date. Which I won't hold them to it because it's changed a lot. Right. So. But in the vein of horror, I don't. it's not Halloween, but I have another horror one for you. Um, Friday the 13th Deluxe Collection Blu-ray box set is now pre-order alive. And this uh, yesterday's Scream Factory made classic horror fans very happy with the debut of their Friday the 13th Deluxe Blu-ray collection. It includes all 12 films on 16 discs, all of the previously released bonus material, a bunch of new bonus material, a fancy slipcase for each film, a 40-page collectible booklet, new 4K transfers of parts 1 through 4, and more. The new Friday the 13th Blue Box Blu-ray box set hits shelves on October 13th, 
fitting and is limited to 13,000 units. That said, you have two options with regard to pre-orders. Shout Factory is offering a version that throws in an exclusive lithograph and poster for $160 for the first 7,000 customers. However, the version without the lithograph and poster is $20 cheaper at Best Buy, and Amazon has it live at $132.99. Now, looking at this picture, and I'll share it on our page, the box art is fantastic. Uh, I'm, I was never a real big Friday the 13th fan, mm-hmm. uh, but the box art's incredible. From um, To the left, it shows like Jason's mom with Jason in the lake, and it just travels throughout the years of his evolution of his look and, you know, whether he's been beat down and haggard. Um, and it does. It includes uh, all eight of the Friday the 13th movies, Jason Goes to Hell, Jason Goes to Space, Freddy versus <laughs> Jason, the reboot Friday the 13th. Um, you know, so if you're a big fan of this uh, movie franchise, definitely something to look out for. I know you're a Freddy guy, but... Uh, yeah. Is this something as a horror fan you'd be excited to add to your collection? Maybe not for the box set. Um, you know, right now, if you have HBO Max, you can go on and watch any of the Friday the 13th movies. Uh, the box sets are great for the bonus features, the behind the scenes, the making of, all of that sort of stuff. So if that's the sort of stuff you enjoy, by all means, pick it up. I did that for the Nightmare on Elm Street series, and I love. I still have my DVD box set. At some point, I got to upgrade that to a Blu-ray or a 4K. Yeah, um, great, uh, great box set. By the way, I can remember back uh, when we uh, went to uh, was it Sam Goody uh-huh. and, and and got it up there. Yeah, so always a good thing. Um, I know we are getting close. I got a couple more minutes. Yeah, so, we got about two uh, minutes. We'll speed through this next one. Katy Perry says she buried the hatchet with Taylor Swift. That is an example of redemption for young girls. Like how I go from horror to (laughs) Katy Perry and Taylor Swift. Uh, Katy Perry is giving fans further insight onto her once rocky relationship with fellow songstress Taylor Swift. In a new interview with Howard Stern, Perry shared how the two put their conflict behind them as an example to set for young women. She added that the pair now discuss the best we want for each other. Gossip and lies, they take the elevator, but truth takes the stairs. Time will tell my story, Perry said while discussing their feud. While I'm so grateful we did get to make up and we made up publicly, it's an example of redemption. It's hard for young girls growing up with cliques in high school and pettiness and all that stuff. So now we're super friendly, and now I want the best for her, and we can talk about the best we want for each other. The two put their differences aside when Perry made a surprise cameo in Taylor Swift's 2018 music video, You Need to Calm Down. Um, then it goes about how she went on, and she's credits or her husband, Orlando Bloom, for putting up with her mood swings and yada yada. But uh, nonetheless, I threw that in there just to be a little different this week. And um, I'll skip this other one. I'll actually save the other one for tomorrow, but we'll that finish works. off with the, with the Metallica story from yesterday. We'll go from Katy Perry to Metallica. Why not? Naturally, Um, natural transition, natural transition. So as you know, Metallica, well, if you don't know, if you're listening, Metallica every Monday puts out a a concert that's previously been unreleased. Well, this one, um, they uh, this last Monday, they put out their June 6, 2016 or their 666 show. They're not a devil band, but decided to tongue and cheek that tongue and cheek that one. Mm -hmm. Uh, But they did uh, an escape from the studio track where they played. Uh, the 20th anniversary of Master of Puppets in its entirety, 
And they debuted a new song called The New Song. And this is the only time they would ever play this song. So if you'd like to hear this new song, check out Metallica's YouTube page and go ahead and stream it. Somewhere on there, I have not watched this one. But it was from 2006. I'm sure it's a great concert. I look forward huh. to watching I'll have it. To check that out. Yeah. Now I guess it's time to roll on to the birthdays because time's flying, baby. That it is. Spazzing out on a July 22nd, uh, Selena Gomez, 27, actress. It's her birthday. Former WWE wrestler, the heartbreak kid, Shawn Michaels is 54 ezekiel elliott cowboy running back is 24 actor david spade is 55 and who is alex trebek for 100 is 79 uh danny glover actor who's too old for this bleep is 73 keith sweat was an r&b swinger he still is i guess 58 <laughs> John Liquizamo, the pest in Luigi, is 55. And my favorite person on the planet, my sister, Shayna Sanfilippo's birthday, is a young 36. Not a celebrity, but a celebrity to me. Oh, happy birthday, Happy Shana. birthday, everybody. That's it for your July 22nd birthdays. And that does it for the entertainment news, folks. When we come back, we have Animal Tales, sponsored by RoughRiders.org. Don't go anywhere. We'll see you in a few. To join the conversation, call 844-790-TALK. That's 844-790-8255. Now, back to the show. Now, back to the show indeed. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Wednesday, July 22nd. Now, we're all over social media, many of you watching us on Facebook or YouTube Live as we speak. We also rebroadcast the show on the AUN TV network every evening. Uh, that's 13 stations across Northern California and Northern Nevada. So if you live in those areas, go ahead and uh, check us out uh, if you're not already watching us. With that being said, you can get a hold of us on social media. I'm available at facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. That's Christian with a K, Phoenix with an F, radio, of course, with an R, or on Instagram at Christian Phoenix. Tony's available at facebook.com forward slash Tony.Sanfilippo. That's S-A-N-F-I-L-I-P-P-O dot nine four, or on Instagram at Tony.Sanfilippo81. And then Ryan, who is out this week, is available at facebook.com forward slash ryan.wink or on Instagram at nameswink. Now, being that it is Wednesday, and as we do each and every Wednesday, we do Animal Tales sponsored by RoughRiders.org. Now, RoughRiders.org is a local uh, 501c3 nonprofit dedicated to the transport of dogs from the rural kill shelters here to the metropolitan area of Reno, where they get a second chance at life. Uh, if you want to learn more or donate, head over to roughriders.org or on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash roughridersaves. With that being said, this is Animal Tales. Dogs and the cats, they take up the middle where the honeybee hums and the cricket fiddles, the donkey prays and the pony neighs, the old great badger sighs. Listen to the bass, it's a one on the bottom Where the bullfrog croaks and the hippopotamus Moans and groans with the big to-do And the old cow just goes moo I think we need to uh, change our opening music to that song It's just too upbeat and fun and ex- 
exciting not to, right? Yeah! Oh, new Christian Phoenix show, y'all. <laughs> let's roll! <laughs> All right, let's get into our first That's story. energetic, man. Yeah, it does. Oh, just this headline alone is, is more than enough to uh, make this animal tales worth it. Fish with luscious human lips and teeth perplexes, arouses social media. Hmm. I'm going to read that again. Fish with luscious human lips and teeth perplexes and arouses social media. Yep, a trout with a pout, a fish bearing a bizarre human-like <laughs> kisser and teeth has caused social media users to wonder if the luscious lip critter even exists. The viral uh, pic of the critter, which was reportedly caught in Malaysia, was uploaded July 2nd by an Indonesian Twitter user with the caption, Her lips are hotter than mine. Ooh, that's scary. Indeed, the photo shows the fish sporting sultry soup coolers <laughs> that are almost identical to an Instagram star's filler-injected pout. The resemblance is so uncanny that many Twitter users wondered if the vi- viral pic was fake. Is that thing real, wondered one flabbergasted commenter? This MFer's got teeth. Damn, somebody else exclaimed. Angelina Jolie is shaking, quipped one Twitter wit in reference to the voluptuous-lipped actress. Another compared them to influencer Kylie Jenner's supersized smackers. Some of Twitter's residents, uh, resident digital wizards, even completed the look by hilariously photoshopping eyelashes and acrylic nails onto the pic. And I'm going to post this onto our Facebook page so you guys can take a look. It is weird. It is very weird. But despite looking doctored, the toothy critter may be real, Uh, a a real-life triggerfish that inhabits tropical seas around the globe. The triggerfish uses its people-like teeth to crunch crabs and sea urchins, which they flip over to get out the soft underbelly beneath, as demonstrated in a fascinating video that is on the site. Uh, Very weird. Like I said, I will post it. Kind of creepy, too. Yeah, definitely. That's... uh, it's. I'm trying to envision it, and I'm kind of picturing... a weird fish like from Ren and Stimpy or SpongeBob, you know, sometimes they pan those live action fish. <laughs> some some weird some weird stuff. Trout with the pout, baby. Yep. Think of it this way, if somebody had a picture of a of a fish with a trout, you know, or a trout or you know, whatever it is, and uh have you ever seen those videos where uh, they superimpose human lips and just lips on top of something yeah. talking? <laughs> yes. That's yes. pretty much it. That's yeah. <laughs> All right, let's move on to our next story. If the current state of American politics has got you down, this bit of news may just cheer you up a little. According to an NBC affiliate in Kentucky, a small community named Rabbit Hash has elected their new dog mayor. That's right, new. A three-year-old pit bull named Brineth Paltrow. That's actually a great pun name, Brineth Paltrow, will take over office from current mayor Lucy Liu, a border collie who happened to be the town's first female in that position. As announced on the Rabbit Hash Historical Society website, Brineth Paltrow won her position with a tally of 3,367 votes. Quote, Brineth's owners say that she is a rescue dog who loves tennis balls and licking people. The Rabbit Hash Historical Society notes, in an unprecedented move, we have given official position to the first and second runner-ups, Bourbon and Lady, as ambassadors to Rabbit Hash. In the case that the official mayor is unavailable for an event or obligation, the ambassadors will fill in. 
There's evidently a peaceful transfer of power, too, as former Mayor Lucy Liu, who was the first rabbit hash dog mayor to live through her entire eight-year term, sniffed the butts of all the candidates and has given her approval to the mayor-elect Bryn. If only all politics were this adorable and helpful, I would love to see a, uh, uh, a national debate where the um, delegates are sniffing each other's butts. That's me personally. Jeez. But sniffers. <laughs> I just like the uh, the pun names there, you know, with the Lu- Lucy Lawless and uh, the Br- Paltrow. Brenneth Paltrow, yeah. Brenneth Paltrow, yeah. Smart stuff. <laughs> this day and age in a small town, you got to have fun. So, uh, and it's nice to see a pit bull, uh, you know, take that position. Unfortunately, they don't get a lot of love. And we've got two of them at home, and they are wonderful, wonderful dogs. They they get such yeah. a bad rap. They do. Your dogs are very sweet. That they are. Sure. Let's move on to the next story. Speaking of dogs, you might want to keep your ice cream cone way out of the reach from this gal. A St. Bernard named Moki has been given the title of longest tongue on a dog by the Guinness World Records. With an incredible tongue measuring at 7.31 inches, the eight-year-old rescue from Sioux Falls, South Dakota, is uh, is truly something to behold. Moki, who also goes by Mo, and her tongue have some impressive powers. According to a statement released by the Guinness World Records, Mo is known to eat quickly and thanks to her tongue can sometimes fling food up to two or four feet across the room. Moki's owners, Carla, uh, Carla Rickett, Rickert, says that uh, they have to keep her foot wide food and water bowls in a tall feeder with a drip pan in an easy-to-clean room to avoid a daily mess. They also have to give treats to Moki in a particular manner, as she cannot grab them the same way other dogs do. Moki also runs into the issue of occasionally picking up dirt and debris when she drools or lets her tongue hang out. And I'm going to post this story as well, but uh, Moki is an adorable St. Bernard, but that tongue is impressive. Even Gene Simmons would be envious. That's awesome. Every time you kept saying Moki, I kept picturing the purple uh, girl from Fraggle Rock. <laughs> used, like, just that, that was my least favorite Fraggle. Moki. And maybe that's where the name derived from. You never know. Moki. <laughs> and then let's move on to our last story in Animal Tales. No one can ever again claim that cats have no chill, because as this jaw-dropping photo proves that cats have all the chill in the world, maybe too much. In a heart-stopping pic snapped by the Laguna Vista Police Department in Texas, a cat was spotted hanging out mere inches away from a deadly rattlesnake. According to the department's Facebook page, police have been called to a walking trail where the snake was spotted in order to humanely remove it. The photo which was used as a reminder for everyone to use caution in the spring months and keep an eye out for snakes, garnered a lot of traction thanks to the unfazed cat. The cat was, thankfully, unharmed. Rattlesnake bites are toxic and deadly to cats and can cause symptoms such as tissue swelling, shock, low blood pressure, and rapid heartbeat. Clearly, the brave cat above had no idea about the potential harm or, frankly, just didn't care. And uh, I'll post that on our site as well. Now, folks, that does it for another edition of Animal Tales, sponsored by RoughRiders.org. When we come back, we have hiring expectations. You won't want to miss it. We'll be back in a few. 
Are you shy and don't want to talk on the air? Text us your questions or comments to 775-237-2266. Now back to the show. And we are back. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is a Wednesday, July 22nd. Now, if you missed a portion of the show or want to catch up on any of the previous shows, it's easy enough to do so. Head over to americamatters.us. Click on the Shows and Podcasts link, scroll on down to the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. From there, you can get video, you can get audio as well, or head over to wherever you get podcasts. Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor Breaker, TuneIn, iHeart, so many more, about 20 in all. While you're there, be sure to subscribe. That way you always get the latest episode. Leave a review so we know what you think. And of course, tell your friends because sharing is caring. Now, in this segment, wanted to talk about hiring expectations. Obviously, a lot of people are out of work right now with everything that's going on. But as soon as things start going back to normal, more and more people will start hiring again. And uh, as a company, you know, you got to put realistic expectations out there of what you're looking for when hiring somebody. Uh, Tony, obviously, you know, you are a manager, you do hiring. Um, You know, is there anything that you would feel that uh, you guys have as an unrealistic expectation when looking for somebody to hire? Like when you look at them, are you saying in the sense of, you know, like there's just no way we're hiring these people? Is Would that be it? or Not necessarily that. More something along the lines of, you know, Costco requires that a candidate have A, B, and C, but in reality, you're hiring them to push carts. And why would you know, Costco have those requirements for somebody who's doing such a menial job. No, no, man. It's all open based from there. You know, everybody has a chance. If you get in the door and you have an interview, you have a really good chance. Um, You know, we ask the same standard questions. We have uh, something called the Rothman client work plan and we have based questions and things like that. And, you know, you get a good feel. You can tell during the interview process, um, if it's if you can picture them, I mean, my whole thing is if you can picture them in there, can you mold them into something like where did they want to go with your company? Um, you definitely get good feels. And I mean, the, it goes with everything, dress appearance, you know, and I get it. People are nervous. I don't really hold that against people right. during interviews because um, sometimes people just flat out interview bad, but then they turn out to be great employees. Sometimes people interview great and turn out to be bad employees um i've seen i've seen both sides of the coin but uh no we're very open i mean everybody has a chance with it and it it just it's all up to you the individual um what you bring to the table what your goals are what you want out of this position you know and and yeah it might just be a pushing carts or it might be scrubbing the pooper or whatever but uh you know everybody does you know i feel like more times than not we hit it out of the park with some good hires that's good. You know, every, every, not always, but uh, a good track record, I, I would say. Yeah, everybody's got to pay their dues. You got to start somewhere. You know, if you don't have a ton of experience, you're not going to be a supervisor or management right away. But it's nice to know that you know a corporation like that has certain things in place. Uh, whereas you know, sometimes some smaller businesses are still trying to figure out the whole hiring process. So there's a list that's been compiled about uh, unrealistic unrealistic expectations when it comes to hiring, whether it's the job uh, listing or the interview itself. So I'm going to go through those. Uh, For instance, uh, Twitter user Jens Ravens says, last year I got rejected during a job interview for, quote, not understanding the concepts of a certain iOS library. What the interviewer didn't know is that I actually wrote the thing. 
I had actually a lot of fun during the interview. So the guy who wrote that iOS library didn't get the job because they felt he didn't understand it. Of course, they didn't know that he was the one who wrote it, but probably better off that he didn't get the job there anyway. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. <laughs> Here's one, and there's a couple in this uh, realm uh, of internships. This posting on Indeed, job type internship, required experience, video production, three years, video editing, three years, videography, three years. So they want a highly qualified uh, person to work for free, basically. Yeah, you're not going to get that. I mean, you got that as an extreme unrealistic expectation. I think if you're going to go, you know, pro bono and you want to launch a show and you want to get you get somebody that has a little experience, at least familiarity with the thing, you know. Right. And then you go from there and see if it works out. I mean, I'll use like the radio show as an example. This is the first time you've ever launched an actual radio show. I have no prior radio experience other than a podcast. And I mean, we make it work. It's not like you were like, I, I need to have the funniest guy that could do the best impersonation. I mean, you did find two guys that do pretty good, but I did. It, it's not like you asked for, I need somebody that worked in Hollywood that has an agent. That, <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Right. Like you just realistic stuff there. Yeah. And you know, if you're hiring somebody for an internship, you have to expect that you're going to get somebody who doesn't have previous experience because that's why they're there for an internship to gain that experience. No. And, and I think one key thing too, with people out there that do hiring and stuff is I, I would hope that they have the mentality like I have, like you have to teach these people that you're hiring in these positions. If you want them to be something that you have a vision for them, you have to lay the groundwork for them. You have to guide them, give them the uh, the tools to succeed and be there to, to teach them so that way they can. You exactly. Know? And, well, if you thought that last one was bad for an internship, this one's even worse. So uh, looking for a data analyst, you will complete various applied research projects for data analysis. Strong critical thinking skills and some programming experience is a plus. Knowledge of machine learning techniques is a bonus. Note, this is a reverse financed internship, so you will pay $15 an hour to work here. Oh, yeah. That's uh, totally... Totally. Uh, it's like the hitman lady at the beginning of the show. Like, that's smart. Like, I would definitely pay you $15 to come work for you. Absolutely. Right? How many hours can I work? Oh, I can work 12 hours today? Oh, you want double time at, after eight? Right. You got it. Do you take cash, check, or credit card for yeah. me to work for you? Yeah. Well, that, that warrants a, uh, if I can find the button there, that's, uh, that'd be a how about no. But their hair. Oh, here it is. How about no? Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't think so, homie. All right. Here's another uh, web development uh, posting. For experience, they need to have five years of JavaScript, uh, Polymer React, four years, front end development, five years, and then a program language called Angular. They want them to have five years of experience. Well, the problem is Angular is only a three year old language so how can you have two years more experience than uh, this thing is has been around well you gotta have a friend named doc brown you gotta go you gotta go to the future go learn it, the and future. get back in the delorean then go back to the future without <laughs> uh you know breaking up the time space continuum and and then you'd be more than qualified for this job i mean if you're <laughs> head down, you're <laughs> Yeah, it's mind-numbing. 
Here's one that goes back to, uh, you know, there's been a lot of talk recently about the value of college degrees. You know, uh, trade schools have sort of fallen out of favor. Obviously, they're starting to come back now. I think it's a fantastic thing for people who maybe not are fit for college to go to trade schools. They can get really good paying jobs. Well, again, this goes back to uh, maybe the reason not to get a college degree. For this job posting, the preferred qualification is a master's degree. The minimum salary is $15.29 per hour. So you went to school for an extra two to four years for that degree for an almost minimum wage job. Good job, people. Yeah, see, I feel grateful in the sense that, like, for a guy that was going to go to college and then just kind of got lazy and didn't go back, uh, I mean, sometimes it works out, you know? Like, I got lucky and landed a good a good-paying job, and... uh without the college stuff. And I've seen a lot of uh, coworkers of mine that have gone on to college to be lawyers, to go do other things. And they just couldn't make the money that they were making. So they just kind of stopped, you know, Mm -hmm. it's, it's crazy how that works, but yeah, that's, that kind of bums me out in this world. If you go out and you spend all this money to get the uh, title, you know, or your doctorate or your degree. Right. And that's all it is. Don't, you don't make crap. Like you have to still get out in that workforce and you got to start from the bottom and build yourself up. I mean, sure. You might have extra skills now for it, but, uh, yeah, I don't yeah, know. Sometimes yeah. it seems like a little scam scam unless you got scholarships, you know, but if it's out of pocket, that's a, it's a pricey gamble. Then. Right. Or you're getting a, you know, a, a doctorate to become a doctor, something you're required to have in order to fill, you know, that sort of position. But Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, more so than ever, experience is outweighing education, which mm-hmm. I think is sort of a good thing. This one obviously doesn't play, take place in the U.S., but uh, they're looking for an office admin data entry. They want somebody with a perfect attitude, basic computer knowledge, and no off day to attend funerals. Oh, yeah, we're looking for a real happy, upbeat person. Oh, by the way, when your dog dies, your mom dies, or anybody dies... Your ass ain't going anywhere because you're smiling and you're here typing. That's your job. Yeah, again, uh, that warrants a... How about no? No, thank you. (laughs) Oh, here's a funny one. Uh, Searching for a cafe all-rounder, basically a a barista, part-time job, education, preferred a doctoral degree. Apparently, you need to know how to operate on somebody if you're making them coffee. Hi, welcome. Welcome to Dutch Brothers, man. Cool. You want a job? All you need is a degree, a doctorate degree. Do you have one of those? No? All right. Sorry, bro. You ain't getting hired. <laughs> How's your day good? Have Going a good, good weekend. Good? Well, speaking of having a good weekend, right. hopefully you guys will have a good next seven minutes of your day. So we're going to take a break. We'll be back with our call-in topic of the best fast food burgers. Don't go anywhere. We will be back. Laugh it up, fuzzball. I'm about to do to you what Limp Bizkit did to music in the late 90s. 
Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Nichols, the last DJ. Gentlemen, I wash my hands of this weirdness. everybody to hour two of the christian phoenix radio show it is wednesday july 22nd we are your daily dose of laughs and levity in a crazy crazy world i still have my co-host here tony sanfilippo who made himself a shake during the break Ooh, that rhymes fun how is it tony how are you holding on the break good look at me i'm all rockied out man for baseball season here we go uh hour two ready to go hour one went by real fast uh wide awake today and uh Looking forward to the topics in, that we have in store for hour two, and the shake is delicious. Good, good, good. So speaking of topics for hour two, this is the interactive portion of the show where we got, want you guys, the listeners, the viewers, to call in with your pick after the end of this segment. That call-in number, 844-790-TALK. That's 844-790-8255, toll-free from anywhere in the world. Today's subject is something that is dividing the country. It is so divisive that uh, civil war may be breaking out. And no, I'm not talking about politics. I am talking about the best hamburger in America, fast food specifically. So uh, we're not talking Red Robin or Chili's or anything along those lines. Quick serve restaurant altogether. And... uh, you know, you ask anybody, and they have their definitive favorite, and uh, it is a regional thing. So uh, if you're like us here on the West Coast, we tend to favor in and out It's the way it goes. But you talk to somebody from Texas, and they will defend Whataburger to the death. Um, I don't even know what they have. Maybe Hardee's on the East Coast, but... Uh, You know, uh, the best burger in America is highly divisive, and that's what we want you guys to call in at the end of this segment to give your pick for the best fast food burger. Now, with that being said, Tone, what is your pick? Oh, everyone's everyone already knows I'm going to say In-N-Out Burger, double 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 ketchup and cheese, man. I love. It's not the greatest hamburger in the world, but it is the greatest, in my opinion, greatest fast food burger and there's a lot of good fast food burgers out there there are freddy's is great um that, that's a delicious one i actually i like wendy's little just their double stack the little yeah. tiny one that's actually pretty delicious i'm not gonna lie i dig it sometimes uh but if it's a go-to fast food burger for me is definitely in and out but if it's the next step up from fast food that's not quite restaurant it's five guys all day long five guys hamburgers Flipping delicious. And I would still Love classify it. Five Guys as fast food. You know, they've got drive throughs okay. They, you know, they're a quick serve restaurant. They're not quite on the next step up Applebee's, Chili's, you know, those sorts of things. But uh, if, it, if it comes down to flavor, because I love my hamburgers, I like, I love to try hamburgers anywhere I go. Always got to have a different burger because they always taste different. Yeah. They're never, they're never quite the same. Sometimes they're really good. Sometimes they're really bad, but I love trying them. But, uh, when it comes to taste, I think Five Guys has a better taste in mm-hmm. burger than In-N-Out does. Now, I love In-N-Out, and In-N-Out's special because I only get it every so often. I could have Five Guys after the show if I wanted, you know. Right. Like it's, it's close by. Um, I haven't had a Five Guys in a long time, 
but it's always a delicious. And I'll tell you what, if you've had a banger of a night and you're hanging the next day, <laughs> five guys is the bomb. Like it cures that freaking hangover stomach thing that you have. It's awesome. It's got but the grease that, to soak that, uh, that alcohol up. And... Sure does. Yeah. Sure does. Yeah. yeah. Both great burgers. Only flaw with both that I would, if I could fix is, Five Guys doesn't melt their damn cheese. It's like they yeah. put the burger there and then they just toss the cheese on there just to melt. And I think it's a freaking American cheese there too. It's not even cheddar, I don't think. Nope. Um, nope. And then same thing with the In-N-Out. The cheese on there is completely melted, but it's American. I would prefer cheddar. Those would be my gripes with those two. But uh, yeah, those would be my... That, that would be it, but... Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think you hit upon something very important, uh, especially when it comes to In-N-Out, is it is sort of regional. It is sort of special that uh, for the longest time, it was only available in California. So unless you lived in California, you had to go out of your way to get it, or if you were on a trip, you would get it, and that's what made it special. Obviously, they're branching out a little bit. Uh, you know, they're here. They've got a couple locations here in the northern Nevada area, southern Nevada. Uh, I understand they're coming to Colorado, but... Finally! Uh, yes, right. yes. They are coming later this year. And uh, I would imagine uh, this time next year, there'll be one right down the street from my house. Their location they're talking about is not the most prime spot, but Eh, whatever, I'll take it. Yeah, and it is one of those things that when it is nearby, you don't go get it all the time. I think last time I had In and Out was a month and a half, two months ago, and so it's eh, it's when I when I dropped the S bomb and that yeah. was my my fee to pay up. We ate outside the studio. Yeah, that was the last time. Yeah, that was the last time I had it too. So so. <laughs> So it still stays a little special. Now, if it's not in and out, um, I've grown to love another chain that's come from Southern California that we just got here, and it's Habit Burger. Habit is very good, fresh meat, fresh ingredients, great fries, but they have a burger that's called Santa Barbara style, and it's on a, a butter-toasted sourdough with... Um, avocado on it and then of course you get the burger the cheese lettuce pickles whatever else you want on it but uh, that is a delicious burger yeah i've never was that the one is that over by the shields and sparks that we ate at okay yep. okay yeah great place yeah that was delicious too oh no 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 that was burger M. That's the one we oh, ate. Oh, burger. Mm, that gosh, was okay. That was very good. I bet, then I, I don't think I've had Habitat Burger. I'm going to have to try this. Yeah, Habit's another chain, like I said, coming out of Southern California. <laughs> I call it Habitat you Burger. You did. See, I can't even get it right, yeah. <laughs> you Filippo'd <laughs> it. But, uh, yeah, you had a Filippo something today. Hey, hey, it's the first one, and we're already well into our second hour. So you're, you're doing pretty good for yourself. Dang right, baby. <laughs> well, folks, we are opening the phone lines now to you. Give us a call right now, 844-790-TALK, 844-790-8255. Let us know what the best burger in America is. Maybe we've tried it, maybe we haven't, but uh, that's up for you to convince us. So give us a call, and folks, when we get back, we open the phone lines to you. Talk to you guys in a few. Want to expand your advertising dollar? 
Sponsor this or any America Matters program by calling 775-827-8900, extension 2. Now, back to the show. And we are back. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Wednesday, July 22nd. We are in the middle of our call-in topic, best fast food burger in America. And like I said, it is quite divisive uh, amongst people. I'm hoping to get a, a Whataburger uh, evangelist to call in because... Uh, Whataburger! Now, is it Whataburger or Whataburger? That's a good question. I don't know. Maybe they can fill us in. But uh, we've had a couple people chime in on our Facebook page. You've got uh, Connie Karn Stark that said Animal Style Everything, obviously referring to In-N-Out. Um, I like Animal Style every once in a while, but not my preferred way to have an In-N-Out burger. Rob McLaren uh, chimed in, said Burger Me, which is a chain that's out here. I don't know where they're at beyond here, which is pretty good. He also mentioned Fuddruckers is also a pretty good burger. For me, Fuddruckers, the second you walk in, it smells like raw meat. That turns me off from burgers. Just the thing. So, Des? Oh yeah. I've, I've had good. We haven't had Fuddruckers in a while. That is it because it's the one at the little truck stop in Sparks. Is that why? Is, is it scary? <sighs> no, it's every Fuddruckers I've ever been into. You walk in, it just smells like raw ground beef. Which, you know, that's not the first thing you want to smell when walking into a place. You know, if it's cooked burgers, sure. great. But mm, yeah, no, raw it's beef, it's funny. It, mm. it, it's like Subway. Like for me, when I walk into a Subway, which is why I don't go to Subway anymore, right. um, it always smells like dirty feet to me. Always, there's always a distinct <laughs> smell that turns me off, and I don't want to eat there. I get that. I absolutely get that. But folks, we want you to call in right now. Eight four four seven nine zero eighty two fifty five. That's eight four four seven nine zero. Talk. Let us know what you think the best fast food burger in America is, or you can chime in on our Facebook as uh, folks have been doing as well. Now, I've got a list of what Thrillist has listed as their top burgers in America. Let's Bring see, it! Let's see if you agree while we're waiting for some folks to call in. Let's start with number 12, just because I have very strong feelings about this. It's Burger King and the Whopper. Where do you stand on that tone? Hate Burger King. Oh, I do too. You it's know, disgusting. It gives you the it gives you the old crap of crappas. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I had to watch what I was really gonna say, but I hate it, man. Burger King is like you think it's gonna be this good burger, right? They always look so great in the commercial, and right. they're char broiled. Well, that damn burnt taste on there, dude. The meat, the meat tastes generic. That char broiled stuff sucks. It's a crappy burger. I hate Burger King. I hate it. Somewhat along the same line. So for me, the Whopper, I like the taste of it, but the second I'm done eating it, I instantly regret it. My stomach turns on itself. It is not happy, and I feel terrible for the rest of the day. And so for that reason, I haven't had Burger King in maybe five years. I I can't eat Burger I got super sick off of it, so it's one of those, like, the taquito, it I can't do it. (laughs) But I ate the chicken sandwich there that I used to love as a kid, the the weird long chicken patty. Oh, I remember that. (laughs) Yeah, they used to be good with the little onion rings. Like back in the day, I used to love eating it, but I think I got super sick once and that was it. But the burger, I was never that uh, turned on. Yeah, they used to have those long chicken tenders as well, which were pretty good. 
Haven't had yeah. those in forever. Uh, number 11 on the list is White Castle with their cheese slider. Now, that is a uniquely uh, East Coast thing. Yes. I've had White Castle before. It doesn't really impress me. I'm not, I'm, I'm not impressed either. Um, the last time I had it was uh, three years ago. I was in Ohio with my buddy Ryan, and we stopped at a White Castle. Uh, nothing special. You know, no knock on anyone that, that likes them. I mean, they are little tiny sliders. Um, I, I love the Harold and Kumar go to White Castle movie. <laughs> right. That was fun. That was a good time, but the burgers are not that great. No. No. Number 10 is something you wouldn't expect from a uh, Mexican fast food chain, the Del Taco Del Double Cheeseburger, which is actually pretty decent if you're not in the mood for tacos or burritos or anything else that they offer at Del Taco. Um, You know, every once in a while you're going with a group, they all want, you know, the Mexican food, you just want a burger. It's not a bad substitute. No, it's good to have options at that, but that'd be like Taco Bell offering a hamburger. It's just weird. Um, it's just one of those things, you know, kind of like if you're going to go with the group, I, I guess that's fine. I, they do have like their uh, the crinkle cut fries there and stuff. Those oh, those fries are so good. Yeah, they have they really good so, fries. That might be another yeah. topic. Best fries yeah. in America. Best fries, yeah. Because, I mean, they do have actually really good fries. I'll give Del Taco that. Yeah. Look at that. You ask and you shall receive. Our phone lines are lighting up. Let's go ahead and go boom! to our, our first caller. Oh, a lot of boom. <laughs> Who are we speaking with? Hey, this is Rob. Hey, Rob. How you doing? Are Rob, you... what's up, buddy? Are you calling in to yeah, defend hey, Fuddruckers? Uh, no, no, not at all. I, okay. It's uh, one of those places. My my son lives a couple of blocks from there, just off of Nichols, and uh, it's one of those places that we'll stop at every once in a while when we're visiting with him. But other than that, just it, it is what it is. Now, if you had a pick yeah, for yeah, yeah. best fast food burger, what would it be? Yeah, I really, I really like Burger Me. Um, the train wreck in truck. I don't know if they have it at the one in Reno. But the one up in Truckee, they've got a burger called the Trainwreck. And uh, the, I don't know if you've ever been to that burger me or not, but they're directly across the street from the railroad track. So it's, uh, you know, pretty pretty cool name for a burger. Yeah, I've been to Burger Me. I, I enjoy their burgers. Now, is there anything special about the Trainwreck? Um, you know, I, I, I don't know. I just, uh, I just like the, I like the, the flavor of it, it's a good burger, the ingredients are good, you know, all the, uh, everything that they use there seems to be fresh, and, uh, you know, that yeah. matters. Exactly, yeah, what more can Absolutely. you ask for? Yeah, next time I'm at Burger Me, I'll take a look and uh, definitely give that one a try. But, uh, Rob, we, we definitely yeah. appreciate you calling in, pitching in on the Facebook uh, page as well, and uh, hopefully we can hear from you uh, a little more in the future. Awesome, man, thanks a lot. See you, Tom, awesome. take care, guys. Bye, you too. Bye, Rob. Thanks for calling, buddy. See you, All right, Rob. later. All right, let's go on to our next caller. Hi, who are we speaking with? Kendra. Hey, Kendra. How hey, you doing? Hey, Kendra. Hey, guys. One of our regular callers. So, Kendra, what is your pick for best fast food burger? You know, I'm sitting here, and it's 1030 in the morning, right? And I'm like, damn it, now I want a burger. We were saying the same um, thing during the commercial guys, break. Right, right. But you guys have neglected, like, a massive Colorado company is um, Good Times. And it's not so much their regular burger that I like, but their little sliders. And when you were talking about White Castle, I'm like, ooh, I could go for a slider. 
So good times. But yeah, for- my vote is for good times. Yeah. Okay. You know, I, I've had good times. I lived in Colorado for a number of years. Not my number one pick, um, but I've never had their sliders, to be fair. You know, Tony, where yeah. do you stand on it? I haven't had the sliders either. Um, <clears throat> I used to love good times. Um, I know, Kendra, you would probably remember this. Uh, back, they used to have the the original hamburger meat. They switched it some. They went to that Coleman Kobe, that Coleman Kobe beef yeah. stuff. and. And the flavor for me just kind of changed from there. Like, I think they have a lot of great stuff there. Their custard's fantastic. I do enjoy their fries. Um, But their original burger, before they switched it, I loved it so much more. And I remember Good Times used to be what In-N-Out is to me now, like when I go home and I get to have In-N-Out. When I was with my ex and we used to come visit her family, we always used to hit the Good Times over off of uh, 112th and – 104th over there by Melody. Uh, that used to be our go-to mm-hmm. good times for a long time. But uh, yeah, it was a really good burger I, up until they switched it, but I haven't had the sliders in a long time. But that's a great shout-out for uh, Colorado Company because good times, you know, it, it's it's still very popular. Um, I just haven't had it in a long time. Yeah, next time I go out to Colorado, Tony, we'll have to try the sliders, and uh, we'll, we'll let Kendra know where we stand on them. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, Kendra, healthy, uh, a little healthy debate there. Exactly. We appreciate, hey, as always, you okay. contributing, and uh, you know, hopefully, you'll call in on a future subject. I know that you more than likely will. <laughs> All right, guys, I'm gonna go <laughs> get a burger. Ooh, sounds good. All right, have yeah, have one for me know. as well. All right. So, uh, yeah, that was Kendra, one of our regular callers. Uh, And then with the minute left before our break, going into the last segment, I'm going to run down the top. We just keep the segment, just keep going. It's delicious. (laughs) It's a delicious segment. Uh, I'm going to run down the top five, see where you stand. I agree with this one. Number five, Wendy's Dave's Double. I love Wendy's. Fresh meat, uh, good burgers. Mm -hmm. Probably one of the better American cheeses that are out there. Absolutely. Number four is the Whataburger Double Meat Whataburger. Um, been to Texas a couple times. That is a good one. I don't know about this one. McDonald's Quarter Pounder with Cheese. Eh, it's okay, but I wouldn't put it in the top ten. Their, bur- their burgers are kind of weak sauce, man. Sorry. Their burgers suck. Yeah. <laughs> Number two, obviously, uh, we've been talking about this, the In-N-Out Double Double. And then finally, a brand I'm not familiar with. I guess they're out of Wisconsin. Culver's Double Butter Burger oh. Cheese. Boom. I forgot. Culver's is great, man. Well, we have uh, we have one out here in uh, Fort Collins and one in uh, North Glen. And uh, delicious burger, man. Next time you come, I got to take you to Culver's. It's, All right. <laughs> the Butter Burger is, is pretty damn good. It's pretty damn good. All right. We will try that out. Now, folks, we're headed into the commercial break. Um, I lied. It's not the last segment. When we come back, we've got Unreal Movie Tropes. So for those uh, movie fans like we are, um, some things that just don't make sense in movies. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Unable to listen to the whole show? A recording of today's program will be available later today. Visit americamatters.us and click on the podcast link. Now, back to the show. 
And we are back. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Wednesday, July 22nd. Now, we talk about it every day. It is the 24-hour-a-day, seven-day-a-week voicemail line that we've set up, giving you guys, the listeners and the viewers, a chance to call in, chime in on any topic whatsoever. Maybe you want to give us your pick for the best fast food burger in America. Maybe it's something we didn't even mention. Obviously, at the end of there, we mentioned Culver's. Tony's obviously been there. I haven't, but... Uh, you know, maybe on our travels, it's something that we want to hit up. Now, the Phoenix line, that number is 855-PHOENIX-RADIO. That's 855-F-E-N-I-X-R-D-O or 855-336-4973 for the alphanumerically impaired. All we ask is that you keep it entertaining. We will put those together and put them out in a future show. We just need a couple more to be ready for that segment. Now, speaking of segments, this segment is about movie tropes or unrealistic movie tropes. You know, Tony and I are big movie fans. I went to film school, um, studied film on a deep, deep level. And tropes are those things in movies that are sort of commonalities. They're, they're the things that people do given a situation or something that pops up just to make uh, the suspension of disbelief a little bit more palatable. Um, you know, for instance, in a horror movie, we were talking about, you know, the re-release of Friday the 13th. And how they don't say that name. Oh, I know. That's all right. Uh, Reese is out of the They're room. The he went to the bathroom. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> my my son is afraid of Jason. So uh, yeah. that's what... uh, just a side tangent. Like, so I covered that in the entertainment news. And during the uh, commercial break, uh, Reese came in and he was a little concerned that Uncle Tone had brought up uh, the freaky Jason. So, yes. so I was like, oh, you can't say that. I felt bad. Or in the house, <laughs> he who shall not be named. <laughs> yeah. So, but speaking of tropes, you know, tropes are in horror movies where, uh, you know, Scream played a lot on this. You know, you never run upstairs to get away from the killer. You never say, I'll be right back. Those are the sort of tropes that we're talking about. In this case, we're talking about unrealistic tropes. For instance, women in the jungle can be there for days with no body hair anywhere, but men, on the other hand, seem to grow <laughs> beards instantly. Yeah, they do. Wilson! <laughs> Somehow in movies and TV, everybody's house is neat and tidy. Completely unrealistic. You go to 10 people's houses, I'd say eight of those would be just thrashed in real life. That, yeah, I would, yeah, especially if they have kids. Definitely if they have kids. Right, right. You know, unless it uh, plays to a specific uh, plot point or storyline, you know, you're not seeing that in TV or movies. I'm thinking back no. to that Friends episode where uh, date, uh, uh, um, Ross is dating Rebecca Romaine Stamos, and her um, her apartment is just filthy, and there's, you know, loose cold cuts everywhere, and, and uh, um, you know, chocolate uh, pudding, and... You know, but of course, obviously, that played into the storyline. Yeah, she's she's hot, but she's a slob. Yep, yep, the hot slob. This next one, you see it everywhere. Apparently, hacking is just another word for typing really fast. Let me go. Right. I don't want to really type anything and screw anything up. <laughs> and got here, and we're in here. Done. Yep. Yeah. And it's funny because uh, you go back and watch some of these movies that don't hold up like hackers. You know, obviously that came out during the dawn of the Internet age. And, you know, these are things that uh, my kids can do on an iPad now. But uh, yeah, yeah. The funny thing about typing is it's sort of a lost art. 
kids right now are so used to touch screens that they don't use the textile keys and uh, they're one fingering them when they get in front of a computer. Just yeah. a weird side tangent. This one's always gotten me. Uh, yep. Looking away from the road for a solid 10 seconds while driving to talk to someone. You know, you'll see that movie, two people in a car and the driver's talking to, you know, the, the actor that's with them. And they're looking away from the road for an uncomfortably long period of time. Yeah. The very, very much uh, not real. Half the time I like to pick out, I like that green screen. Yeah. It's a green screen. Yeah. <laughs> The other one that movies and TV shows have gotten a lot better about in that same regard is, you know, back in the day, if somebody was driving or pretend driving with a green screen behind them, they drove, you know. Like this? <laughs> exactly. Do you, know. you, do you remember that movie, The Chase, with Charlie Sheen and Christy Swanson? Kind of. I saw it originally when it came out, but I don't think I've seen yeah, it beyond that. I'm sure the movie doesn't hold up well, and I hadn't seen it in a long time, but there was the unrealistic scene where they're making out and then she kind of hops on his lap and like she's straddling him and making out like they're not doing it. But they're just making out while he's driving. And it's like, you ain't driving down the highway at a hundred miles an hour while cops are chasing you and you're full on making out. And, right. it's, just, it's, and it's got like this lovey music and it's like panning around. I go, Oh God, this is so unrealistic. <laughs> like, I mean, kudos to him. He got to make out with the hot Chrissy Swanson, which She's By the way, I think hot. that movie he kidnapped her, <laughs> and he ended up making out. Like, go figure. Oh, we'll get to something uh, somewhat along those lines here in just a second. But uh, before we get there, talking about unrealistic movie tropes, working as a waitress, living in a huge New York City apartment with a full fridge and expensive clothes. Um, you know, obviously, uh, you know that that goes a little more specific to things. But uh, yeah, I mean, I think rents in New York are. At the cheapest in the low 2000s, 3000, certainly nothing a waitress could afford on their own. Yeah, it's kind of like uh, you're you're going to have pretty much like the TV show Two Broke Girls. You're about going to have a place like that. Exactly. And even that's probably super expensive. Yeah. All right. Going on to what you were talking about with the dudes doing things that uh, are a little on the creepy side. The pushy dude in the rom-com ends up getting the girl, whereas in real life, they'd be more likely to end up with a restraining order. This is true. Yeah, definitely. It happens in, in a lot of movies, actually. <laughs> and it is funny that, I mean, obviously it happened more so, you know, in older rom-coms, but yeah, you know, it's... It's never the nice guy gets it. It's, you know, always the, the a-hole. And, <laughs> oh, and, well, that's real life. The nice guy usually doesn't get it anyways. It's right. usually the, it's usually the uh, a-hole down the, <laughs> down the road, the, the bad boy. And then they're just like, okay, I'm ready for a nice guy now. <laughs> uh, this next one always gets me. Sort of goes back to what we were talking about with, uh, you know, the hacking typing really fast. Where in a movie they ask somebody to enhance a crappy quality image to 4K and zooming in on the size of a microbe <laughs> with perfect clarity. And, Always. And it's funny because that's happened to me in real life recently. I had somebody who's a little bit older come to me with the blurriest picture in the world. Said, can I send this to you? Can you clean it up? I, you know, I think there's this there. I just had to flat out tell him. It's only something you see in the movies. If the 
picture is blurry to begin with, there's nothing in the world that can enhance that and make it clear. Yeah, you are just screwed. <laughs> Here's one that I wish happened in real life. Never does. When mom makes a huge breakfast and lays it all out, but the kids and husband grab a bagel on the on their way out the door, ignoring all of the food. Um, you know, it, it's something that I just wish people had time to make breakfast in the morning. That never happens yeah, anymore. It, it doesn't. It is always on the go. <laughs> uh, we're big action movie fans. Talk about unrealistic tropes. You get, uh, you know, the, the guy who's always able to outrun an explosion. And, you know, of course, when it explodes, they jump and out of the way and they, they come out of it unscathed. In real life, they would have been, uh, you know, shrapnel and burns and, and they wouldn't be in, in such a good position. Yeah, Die Hard, one of the best damn movies ever. And it's a Christmas movie, too. Um, it is. Th- yeah. There's no way in hell McLean's running around the whole Nakatomi building in bare feet in real life. Hell no. It just ain't happening. Yeah. Even more unrealistic is not the guy trying to outrun an explosion, but coolly walking away as the thing explodes behind them. It's just not real. Is it like the John Woo movies where it's all slow-mo and the pigeons? The pigeons. (laughs) The doves. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, here's one that, uh, you know, especially when you're in downtown Manhattan, wherever the detective has to go, he always finds a parking spot right in front of the place he needs to be at. If you spent any time Convenient. in New York, Every you time. know that's not the case. No. Does this uh, have on your list, too, the, uh, uh, where it's like the bad guy can always take out the hero? At any given point, he could just end it, but they always delay it. <laughs> And it blows it every every time. But in real life, if you really want to just achieve the goal, achieve the goal. I've mentioned many times that uh, in movies, the heroes are never skilled more so than they're lucky. Yeah. They're, I mean, at, at any given time, they could be done, but they're not. Yep. And then finally, as we go to a break, there's so many more. I'm going to post this up on our uh, Facebook page, but actually being able to have a conversation at a bar while music is playing. You know, it, <laughs> it happens in the movies that, you know, they're able to lay out their plan in the bar and everything is clear. But in reality, if the music is playing, you're not hearing a thing. Yeah, exactly. It's like how I met your mother, the TV show. They have full on great conversations, crystal clear. <laughs> in real life, yeah, it's definitely hard to hear, yep. especially in a pub. Well, speaking of music playing and conversations ending, we do have to head into the break. And now, as I promised, we are headed into the final segment of the show, as we do each and every day. It's this day in history. Don't go anywhere. We'll drop some knowledge on you. We'll drop some laughs on you. And we'll see you in a few. To join the conversation, call 844-790-TALK. That's 844-790-8255. Now back to the show. Now back to the show. Indeed, this is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Wednesday, July 22nd. Well, you did it. You made it to the end of the show with us. You know, it's been a good one. It's been fun. Tony is wide awake. We had great interaction today. We love it when shows pan out like this. 
But it doesn't mean the show's quite over. We've got one segment left. But before we get oh, there... Oh, we ain't done yet, brother. No, we're not. No, no, no. <laughs> before we get there, just a reminder, if you missed a portion of the show or want to go back and catch up on any of the previous shows, you can do so by heading over to americamatters.us, click on the Shows and Podcast link, scroll on down to the Christian Phoenix radio show, and once you're in there, you can get uh, previous video or audio, or you can go over to wherever you get podcasts. Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor Breaker, TuneIn, iHeart, Doozer, Dozer, Deezer, Geezer, Gozer. Are you a god? Yes, you always say yes. Always say yes. While you're there, be sure to subscribe so you have the latest episode. Leave a review, let us know what you think. And as always, tell your friends because why, Tony? Sharing is caring. Or, in this day and age, Sharon is Karen. Or Finkel is Einhorn. Or Einhorn is Finkel. (laughs) (laughs) Well, being that it is the final segment of the show, and as we do each and every day, we drop a little knowledge on you, hopefully make you laugh a little bit, and going to take you through this day in history. Traversing the globe for the stories that turn the world on its head, it's This Day in History, with your correspondent on the beat, Ryan Wink. So Ryan's not here. He is out uh, doing some work. Good on him for that. Hopefully we'll get him back here soon. In the meantime, yours truly will take you through this day in history. For instance, this day in 1796, Cleveland, Ohio, founded by General Moses Cleveland. Moses! Originally called Cleveland. The public adopted the current name after newspaper editor noticed the name was too long to fit onto the page. So instead of Cleveland, we got Cleveland. Oh, okay. Well, I like I like Cleve, and I like the land. <laughs> oh, Cleveland. Yo, yo, wow! <laughs> All right. This day in 1864. Uh, crickets. Hey, hold on. We'll we'll make it official. Yeah, that was, that was bad. I tried to make a dirty joke, and then I got scared because of FCC stuff, so I just stopped (laughs) (laughs) all right this day in 1864 the battle of atlanta general sherman's union side defeats confederate troops under general hood with 8,449 confederate and 3,641 u.s casualties boy that was a lot of people to go into battle yeah that was a lot wow that is scary here's one you don't hear every day this day in 1918 Lightning kills 404 sheeps in Utah's Wasatch National Park. That must have wow. been a hell of a lightning storm. What a that was electric. <laughs> that one I'll give it to you. Oof. That's crazy. <laughs> Woo. Something we talked about earlier in the show. Baseball is back. Even though there's nobody in the stands. You can still enjoy it on TV. Well, this day in 1923, Washington Senators future Baseball Hall of Fame pitcher Walter Johnson becomes first to reach 3,000 career strikeout milestone with five uh, strikeouts in a 3-1 win over the Cleveland Indians. On the day Cleveland was made. Double inception there. There you go. Um, with the whole Washington Redskins thing, do you think the Cleveland Indians is the next name to go? Yeah, I think, uh, well, it's by the sounds of it, that is. They got rid of the little logo, so that's no more the little Indian head. 
Mm-hmm. It's just a C now. But uh, yeah, they're going to cha- They're looking to change that name now. Theirs is actually pretty cool. They uh, used to be the Spiders, I guess, back in the really early day. I'll have to share on the page, but the uh, the the current day designs, like how they would make it look and the logo, it's pretty damn cool, actually. So, you know, I'd it'd be, be willing different. to check that out. Yeah, yeah. Um, as far as the uh, dead skins, the uh, still nothing. It shocks me that the NFL season is just a couple weeks away and we don't have it team name for them yet which is very weird my guess is they have it they're probably just trying to get their uh people to ramp up uh getting um promotional things made t-shirts hats jerseys those sorts of things before officially releasing the name dish all right it's a whole revamp man that needs to be a whole revamp thing yep moving on with this day in history here's a guy who ended up in a chicago overcoat 1934, outside of Chicago's Biograph Theater, public enemy number one, uh, John Dillinger, is mortally wounded by FBI agents. Yeah, see, I'm in my overcoat, see? (laughs) And as we learned in an earlier episode, uh, Chicago overcoat (laughs) is a slang term for a coffin. Yes. Going down to the clinker, see? (laughs) I got shot by the FBI agents and now I'm dead. Be swimming with the fishes, see? See? <laughs> uh, this day, 1959, Ed Wood's cult classic, Plan 9 from Outer Space, called one of the worst movies ever, premieres. Have you ever seen that movie, Tone? Ed Wood with uh, Johnny Depp? Not Ed Wood, uh, but the original movie, Plan 9 from Outer Space. No, I know it. I've seen clips from a Rob Zombie video. That's about it. <laughs> <laughs> I've watched it on uh I think it was Mystery Science Theater three thousand where oh, you know, they've okay, got the yeah. commentary. Um but uh, oh yeah, you know, it's it's pretty bad. But I think the room has overtaken that as the worst movie ever. The room, huh? Oh, you gotta I, see the room. Or at least the the James Franco uh sort of biopic of the room. Uh Okay, fantastic. I'll have to I'll have to check that out because uh, I don't know my one of my top worst movies of all time still is The Witch. Yeah, that thing. Was, yeah, the thing was a piece of crap. That was bad. <laughs> you know, it's not a piece of crap. This day in 1963, the Beatles release introducing the Beatles. Oh, that's right. They always introduce and stuff because they're very talented, right? This uh, this is the Beatles. This is what we're gonna put out. <laughs> Same day in 1963, in their second clash, Sonny Liston once again knocks out Floyd Patterson in round one at the convention center in Las Vegas to retain the world heavyweight boxing title. Sonny Liston... (laughs) Still world champion! Sonny something! Sonny something? Sonny Liston. Yeah, I, I could get his last name, so uh, I just knew it was Sonny. Great boxer. If you ever can go back and watch those old matches, uh, Sonny Liston, fantastic to watch. Moving on with some more music this day in history. 1967, one of the worst names of a band, but uh, some pretty decent music. First appearance, major appearance by Vanilla Fudge. Vanilla fudge, and we're opening with strawberry sprinkles. Ah. (laughs) (laughs) Same day in 1967, Jimi Hendrix quits as the opening act for the Monkees tour. I don't think that was a good fit to begin with. No, that's a weird lineup. That's like saying, okay, well, 
Metallica's on tour and Britney Spears is the opening act. Right. Just doesn't go. Doesn't work. Doesn't work. This day in 1969, the USSR launches Sputnik 50 communication satellite. Back in the USSR, Sputnik. Speaking of Beatles. (laughs) (laughs) You don't know how lucky you are. (laughs) Moving on this day in 1975, U.S. House of Representatives votes to restore citizenship to General Robert E. Lee, which if people these days have anything to say about it, that citizenship might be revoked again. Yep, it would definitely, man, tear him down. (laughs) <laughs> Bring it down. Ooh, here's a back-to-back that uh, no one would expect. This day in 1991, Jeffrey Dahmer confesses to killing 17 men in 1978. Yeah, he was such a lovely, lovely young man, wasn't he? He was such a nice guy. He got all the ladies and uh, mm-hmm. apparently all the All men the guys, too. right. Well, uh, speaking of wonderful guys, this day in 1992, Colombian drug lord Pablo Escobar escapes prison. Uh, Pablo Escobar, I escaped prison. No one could stop me. No one. <laughs> oh, and to kingpin. round out our trio of killers this day in 1994, former NFL running back, broadcaster, and actor O.J. Simpson pleads absolutely 100% not guilty of murder. We'll see. Yours truly here. If the glove doesn't fit, you must acquit. You ever see like his little Twitter videos and stuff? He always says, yours truly here. No. <laughs> yeah, he lives in some old retirement community in Florida. I'm sure no one messes with him, though. Ooh, I wouldn't mess with him. Because he's a stone-cold killer, man. <laughs> All right, this one for us geeky, nerdy guys. This day in 2019, the Marvel superhero film Avengers Endgame becomes the world's highest-grossing film ever, <laughs> overtaking Avatar, earning $2.9 billion. Yeah, damn right. It was a fantastic movie. Um, epic finish to a uh, long story on a side tangent. Uh, if rumors to be true, the next MCU saga will be the Secret Wars and it's supposed to be bigger than this. So that's pretty what I've excited heard. about that. All right. And with just a few seconds left, let's run through a few of the holidays today. Today is National Hammock Day, National Lion's Share Day, National Hot Dog Day, but I'm more apt for a burger. National Painouche Fudge Day. Painouche Fudge Day? Pie Approximation Day, which I would have expected on March 14th, and Summer Leisure Day. So, folks, go out, get a hot dog, enjoy some fudge. We'll be back tomorrow with all new Get a hamburger. Exactly. Let us know. Best hamburger. Okay. Best hamburger, Phoenix Line. (laughs) Folks, have a great Wednesday.